Are you a Saskatchewan-based Métis entrepreneur looking to start or grow your business? Welcome to Make It Your Business with Victoria Gagné from the Clarence Campo Development Fund, a recognized and successful business resource dedicated to guiding and supporting Métis entrepreneurs on their path to success. With a focus on the Métis community, we share our story and our clients' stories about starting their businesses and how we support them from start to finish. We also deliver innovative financial and professional advice to help you start and run a successful business. Join Victoria and her guests and gain an understanding of the services, programs, and support available for you. This podcast is powered by Proudmouth. Now on to the show. Hello and welcome to Make It Your Business with Victoria Gagne of CCDF. Victoria has a guest in studio today, and that is Audra Hill. Audra is the founder of Farmer John's Local Market and Kitchen, which provides customers access to farm-fresh produce and meat that is grown in Saskatchewan. Audra grew up on a farm in Saskatchewan and has always found her most passionate roles working with producers in the province. After spending 15 years in the corporate world and while the pandemic was impacting the workplace, Audra found that people were searching for a way to stay closer to home and to support the businesses in their community. With the goal to create a community of trust and connection, Farmer John's was born. Victoria, that is fantastic. I'm so excited about today's podcast. I am too. It's it's really special, I think. Uh, Audra, what I love is she has such a passionate business model and, mm-hmm. and you can really see from her that she found this problem that she's very passionate about and she looked to solve it through entrepreneurship. So it's going to be a good conversation. Yeah, I, I just, I, I think anybody that is truly passionate and focuses on local I think that that's what's what's huge. I mean, there, we we have those huge corporations that provide so much for the you know entire country and, and the world, but when we can get really really local and really support those local people, that's I think that's what's most important. I know, and that's what's so fantastic about Farmer John's is how it elevates the community, it elevates Saskatchewan, and I see Ele- Audra elevating the people around her as well. So really excited to get some of her wisdom today. Awesome. I'm, I'm excited to learn. Yeah. And and what's nice about this podcast, too, is that it's gearing up for um, March is our launch of our Indigenous Women Entrepreneurs Program. And so part of our launch in March, as you're going to see throughout Facebook and have already seen, is that we're doing women wisdom features. And so we thought we would bring Audra on to the podcast and kind of extend that to, to the podcast and get some of her wisdom about starting her business. Audra's, Audra's business is also launching in March. So it's brand new, which is also extremely exciting. So thank you so much for being on Audra and being willing to share your wisdom with all of us today. Thanks for having me guys. So like I said, I thought for this conversation, we'd do something a little different than we've done traditionally on the podcast. And we're going to talk about some of the the hurdles you've experienced, I think, that are common throughout all entrepreneurs' journey. I think when you start a business, these are pretty common hurdles that people experience. And I thought I'd just get your perspective on what you've learned as you've come up to these hurdles and, and overcome them. So the first hurdle that I want to talk about is self-doubt. I think self-doubt can be a really common experience for 
for everyone across the board, but especially in entrepreneurship, when you're stepping out, you're doing something new and it is really vulnerable to, to have a passion and then to like invest in that and invest your livelihood in it too. So I, I'm just curious, did you experience any self-doubt when you decided to start your business and, and what have you learned about self-doubt since, since you got started? Oh my goodness, yes. I had this yeah, yeah. exploded. <laughs> I had this idea in my mind that I was going to solve this issue that we were seeing in the province and you know I had even visited some businesses and found you know with even all this insight I had some really critical people in my life and even in my family and I think those comments hurt the most and brought out the biggest insecurities. I really value their opinions and thought maybe I wasn't explaining myself properly. And I really genuinely just sat down, thought about the problem and really developed this 30 second elevator pitch. But out of all the insecurity, my favorite is actually from my father-in-law who at first said, I had this chicken and taters business back in the 80s and it failed. And I thought, well, how is this how is this relevant to me? But thank you for your insight. But I, I also had some of the biggest cheerleaders also and really clung on to that. I've had stressful days along the ways, really wondering what I've gotten into, but really going back to that 30 second elevator pitch, figuring out my why to renew my energy and creating this group of partners, um, yourself being one of them, Victoria, that I could really depend on along the way and help with those heavy days. And I think that's so interesting. Like, I know we've talked about this before, but it, it is hard when some of the people closest to you don't necessarily catch on to the vision. I know my dad was the first person in his family to go to university and his family members even said it's difficult to go to university, like be a first generation going to university regardless. Right. But then his family are like, why are you doing this? Cause they, they had never done it before. And I think it's similar in entrepreneurship too, right? Where if, if you don't have that support or it's something that no one's ever done before, it can be really hard to come up against those, um, criticisms and and I'm just curious like as a follow-up to that how did you learn to balance because I don't think we necessarily should dismiss <laughs> every critique that comes along the way so how did you learn to like to balance that the the criti- criticism or the skepticism I guess is a better word with the the support you're hearing from other people because that can be a really confusing process Yes, yes, absolutely. I think the whole journey in entrepreneurship, you have to understand there's a level of resilience that you need to have and to be able to overcome physical challenges, emotional challenges, financial challenges. And you do, you create a plan and you think this is a great plan. I'm going to execute this, but you need to adapt in that plan. Um, So to be able to balance is find those strong partnerships that you know are going to fuel you to keep you going, but also support. My husband is a great cheerleader in all of this, but professional people too, who you know have the professional opinion you need and not to be afraid to ask for help or ask the dumb questions along the way. No, that's so good. I think kind of what I, I'm imagining from this is, you know, you have you have people who have valid opinions in your life or or who have a space to speak into your life who might be a little more skeptical. And it's it can be kind of like keep your skeptics close, but your cheerleaders closer, I think, is a good way to do it. You know, it's really, really pack in and then surround yourself with the people you're closest with, with those people that are, are really excited about what 
what you're doing and going to cheer you on in, in the right ways. And I think that's too the thing about skepticism, right? Is who's going to, who's going to cheer you on and, and ask you questions. You know, you talked about asking, asking other people questions, but have people who are going to ask you questions, good questions too, but in a constructive manner that, that builds you up instead of tears you down there. And so then I guess thinking about that and thinking about those cheerleaders in your life, um, I know what I've really appreciated about you, Audra, along this journey since you first applied is that you've been really strategic with the people and the partnerships that you've made. And I think that's another hurdle or a second hurdle that people come across when they start a business is figuring out who to surround yourself with, who to partner with, because it can be cause of a lot of stress or it can be so satisfactory to, to have the right people around you. So what have you learned about that? that process and and finding the right people and the right partnerships that align with your business. In the beginning, uh, WESC, Women Entrepreneurs of Saskatchewan and CCDF were both just great resources to me. Always available to listen, bounce ideas off of, provide guidance or or even get me in touch of in or in front of the experts that I needed to talk to. The biggest challenge, first off, was that business plan. And I knew there was going to be a lot of work involved. CCDF was able to find me somebody relevant in the field. And they knew that would be a good fit for me. And and it was. And it was a really great experience for me to go through, although quite a bit of work. But it sure gave me a vision of what the business should look like this year, in the next five years. It really, we talked about challenges and you know things out in the environment that were going to impact how things went so that was great you know going out and i needed to find a designer for our building permit so that was something so new to me too i reached out to three companies did a bit of research i asked them to show me a preliminary vision to ensure that they would align with me too asked many questions even the dumb ones that because it's just not my background and i ended up partnering with studio n because they were willing to give me all of the details. They were very transparent. They were, their temperament, their goals really aligned with my goals. And so it was a really good fit there. And then also any other partnership I've had, whether it was my general contractor, website developer, um, my lenders, CCDF and RVC, they've just all been putting in hard work for me. And I'm making sure that I'm showing, you know, that I'm, grateful and thankful for everything that they're doing. I think that partnership truly is what's going to drive success in our business. And of course, for any of my tradesmen in our space, ensuring that there's a healthy supply of cookies and muffins to keep everybody motivated, Um, especially it was over Christmas that they were working in there and they really were working hard on the 24th and the 26th. So yeah, just showing that I think in the whole concept of business, our partnering with our producers and building each other up is truly where we need to be. So we're giving each other shouts out on social media, trying to promote each other's businesses. It It is a small province and word does get around. So showing appreciation to these people, I think just goes so much farther. That's such a good perspective is just like thinking about, I love, I love how you call your like the people you're in business with, whether it's your contractors, your bankers, whoever, your business partners. I think that's such an interesting concept that I haven't heard before, but it's true. You find people who are in line, in alignment with your vision and 
And then you go from there, like you get excited about each other's business. And I think that's such an interesting perspective. And I know like we've talked about your project here at CCDF. And like for those of you who don't know, like Audra's actually ahead of schedule on her construction, which is very, it's not very typical to be ahead on a construction project. And I think it is some of that, like finding the right people. What I found very interesting about you too, Audra, is is the way you've approached these partnerships, the way you even like approached CCDF, RBC, where I think you were really strategic about who you partnered with and like like you said really deciding like with your designer who you were going to partner with and having that full vetting process at the start and putting in that extra work but what I what I think is interesting is that you kind of switched the power dynamic or like you've come from a place of like I I have the ability to walk away from this and I think it gives a lot of power in that partnership, not like in a power imbalance kind of way, but in a, I can be selective about who I work with. Is that, would you say that's, that's fair to say about your mentality with this or, or um, have you always had that kind of perspective? What, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it comes with, with some confidence and making sure that you are asking the right questions or if you're unsure of something in an agreement is to reach out to the right people who can help you with those things. My business advisor, I had even reached out to him saying, where do I get a corporate seal from? Because I just didn't know. You sometimes need to delegate things that you're not good at in order to elevate yourself and to to keep on going. But yeah, you do have the ability to choose. You do have the ability to take a minute to slow down and to really evaluate what's going on around you because there is going to be a lot. There is without a doubt. The days are very busy. There's a lot of people and a lot of decisions to be made. Oh my goodness. So many decisions to be made and and to be flexible and understand that these are people too. And so just the high level of respect, it goes with your employees, it goes with your suppliers, it goes with anybody is you need to be respectful to these people and, and share. And even for the people that I didn't choose, I had the conversation with them and I shared with them why. I didn't choose them just because I think the world is a small place and, and someday things may circle back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it I, and I love that you see that in, in your partnerships because you've been able to have those conversations is is asking the right questions, not being afraid to ask. And thinking about that, it's it's kind of like you don't know what you don't know, right? And in business, and I think that can be really hard and it leads back to that self-doubt conversation is have you experienced those insecurities on like, how did you learn how to ask questions? How did you learn how to ask the right questions, I guess? Because it's it's difficult to navigate that. And I think a lot of entrepreneurs might not ask questions initially because they don't don't know what to ask. And I'm just curious about that. I've, I do have some professional experience on the financial side, also project management. And so I think just dialing into having a good plan is important. And if it's this plan is deviating, really sitting down and understanding why and so you can make a plan to move forward. Um, but definitely there's been some professional experience there that have seen maybe problems arise or, you know, situations that didn't go well. And so that also may cause me to be leery to move into certain situations too and to really be careful. But an example was I had a plan for our tile on our coffee bar and 
our general contractor, I had asked him to put this tile up and he was ahead of schedule. So he decided to do it and I came in and it was completely in the wrong area or, or even presented in the wrong way. And I said to him, oh shoot, I really wish that I was around here because I, I actually wanted this put up differently. I'm sorry. And he said, well, I guess I could take it down. But you know what? I decided that it still looked really great and you just to, need to adapt and move forward because really are we going to spend an entire day fixing that small problem? And I found that too, like the my vision maybe isn't completely what something looks like. So it's, I really need to sit down and think, is this worth the time to change it? Or are we going to be okay now and maybe change it in the future? That's so interesting. I think it kind of leads into that the third hurdle we wanted to talk about, which is like finding your why. And I think what I'm hearing from that conversation too, is like, once you ask those questions, it's that discernment of like, okay, does this, does this matter? Like you said, or is it something we can adapt with? And you know, your, your why, why you got into business, why you're doing this is what kind of sustains you. And it's also that anchoring point, I think for a lot of decisions you make in business. And so I'm just curious like how did you first of all what's maybe first of all what's your why like why why did you decide it was necessary to start farmer john's that's that's a really good question so you know it started off by me telling people you know i'm i'm opening a grocery store and coffee shop and that's where people started entering in with some negative comments and and really wasn't seeing my true vision. And in retrospect, I probably wasn't communicating it well. So instead of saying, I'm opening a grocery store and coffee shop, I turned it around to say, you know, since the pandemic, our groceries have become really expensive. And we have amazing producers of vegetables and meat and food really close by, and they know how to grow this food well. So I'm opening up a farm to fork grocery store featuring Saskatchewan made products. I'm gonna connect the producer directly to the customer in a safe and supportive environment. And I'm not only going to be able to compete, but we're going to be able to beat our major grocery retailer prices. And, and that truly changed the discussion, but ultimately do I have a background in grocery? No, not for many years. And have I ever owned a coffee shop? Nope. But I did put myself out there and I phoned up businesses that had similar ideas in Saudi Regina. I went to Moose Jaw, um, Saskatoon, and I even went to a grocery store in Winnipeg that's very similar to what we're opening. And those owners were very helpful. Some of them let me take pictures. I asked about staffing, financial questions. And most of all, I asked them about what were their biggest hurdles when opening up this business. So it allowed me to step out of my comfort zone and really had me dial back to my why and build that level of confidence to be able to give that elevator pitch to anybody asking what we were doing. And and now in the community, everybody's asking me how things are going. So I need to change my elevator pitch. Yeah, I, I think like it, what I guess, what have you learned about learning how to talk about your why? Like what, what have you, what have you experienced in terms of talking about it in your community and getting people aligned with your vision and in that respect, have you learned anything that way? So I always think about the person that I'm talking to and maybe what their interests are and, and how the conversation's going and people can get excited about coffee. 
having the ability to get a really great coffee or even, you know, a really great sandwich. So that's often, you know, our entrance point into some discussion. And I can get people like pretty excited about the producers. And that's really what it's all about. Because I think, especially with the pandemic, we miss seeing people and interacting with people. And so I can really dial into that why and get people excited. But you can practice that on people too, or even write it down and then reflect back on it. But it is essentially a sales pitch for your business. And that's going to be your beginning of marketing, because then that goes on your website. And uh, yeah, you're going to be talking about it a lot. So you do need to get comfortable with that and be confident in what you're telling people. So I've had tons of opportunity to discuss it, tons of opportunity to make the wrong things in my mind where I've needed to adjust later on. But I do have naysayers who say, how do you ensure that all of this food is safe? So then I'm like, oh, I need to do more research on our Canadian Food Inspection Agency regulations so I can confidently talk about these things. And so there will be, there's people just naturally who are a bit more negative and you need to be able to smile and accept any criticism. You might not have to, you know, adapt a plan based on that. But it is sometimes really valuable information. And sometimes maybe it's an opportunity that they're an expert in that field and you can ask more questions on it. But from the business side, I do really think that there is partnership in all areas, including your competitors. So if you can muster up that courage, and they may not even be a competitor in your your city or your town, which brings out more opportunity because they're likely going to be sharing more information. But there's going to be probably synergies along the way that you can really work with each other on. I think that's something I love about the Saskatchewan business community in general is the collaboration that we see between businesses, like you said, whether it's a, a local market in a different community. You, you're really not competing because you're in different markets. And, and I think that's something I say all the time with my clients at CCDF is like, hey, let's tap into some of the networks that, that we have with clients who are doing the same thing in different communities who aren't competing with you, who might have some best practices they can share. Were you surprised that um, your competitors were willing to, to chat with you? Yes, there was uh, definitely some openness, um, even a tour of a kitchen. And, and I was really grateful. And again, I asked if I could take pictures and they were very selective in where I could take pictures in the cafe. And yeah, it was like I said, it really took me out of my comfort zone. But I thought they could say no. And, and respectfully, that's just fine, too. So I figured if that's the worst case scenario, then it's worth to get this information from them. And I love how it's it's like surprising what opportunities come along when you learn how to talk about your business. You said something um, to me once that was really impactful. And you talked about how the more you talk about your ideas, the more people are going to hear about your ideas. Do you want to share that that little piece of wisdom that I thought was so impactful? Yes. So that is definitely something I think along the way that I've I've adapted and shifted a plan based on those discussions. So get out there, talk about your ideas with people, be open to the discussion and and understand that there likely will be things that are brought up that may change your mind or change your plan along the way. But like I said, like resilience is your number one skill as an entrepreneur. And that resilience is having the ability to change or flex to something going on, whether it's our, our markets or your customers 
or even a challenge like businesses can get hit with legal challenges along the way too but understand that there are people out there you can depend on and ask questions don't let it get too far because it's going to be even harder so if it's your lender or ccdf or that business advisor that they partner you up with those people are there to help and so that's what the number one thing that i need to remind myself every day that every conversation i have typically comes up with an idea or it comes up with a risk and the risk is your number one thing that you have to look at too. And often those conversations lead to some potential, you know, indication that there could be risks along the way. So you can mitigate them now and make a plan that if it ever happens, then, you know, you're not going to be caught off guard. That's so excellent. I just think there's so much wisdom in the conversation we've we've had. I, I know for me, like, it's really impactful to also hear, to hear you talk about these things, self-doubt, knowing your why and learning how to talk about it, and then finding the right people and partnerships to surround yourself with in your business. And I think something that's really important I, to note is like, these things are universal. You're going to come across, people are going to come across them in their business. And I think what's really interesting, like we talk about self-doubt, it's, it's something everyone experiences. Like for those of you who don't know, Audra, you have an MBA, right? And you still experienced, you know, some of those things. And I, I think that's really important to note for people is that, you know, entrepreneurship is, is very vulnerable. It's a risk, but the more people you bring in, like Audra said throughout this podcast, the more people you surround yourself with who are going to identify things or show you blind spots or cheer you on when it gets really tough. It's so, so crucial. And I just appreciate so much, Audra, how, how you've been able to share some of this wisdom with us today. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. And I, I think also like with reflecting back on my MBA, it was an amazing achievement, but it just boiled down to hard work. And that's what you're going to be finding as an entrepreneur is it's just, it is a lot of hard work and it's one foot in front of the other, taking some of those insecurities, trying to push them aside and just continue moving forward because this too shall pass. And that's been my biggest, I think, success is not allowing myself to get hung up because I have, but not too long and just move forward and even coming back to those things that you're having some doubt on. And and so I'm not gonna let you get away without this one last question that I wanna ask you. And like ty- typically we ask our clients and you can answer answer this one too, is what's one success you've experienced in, in your entrepreneurial journey so far that we can celebrate with you? So uh, I will ask you that one. It's a chance to kind of shout yourself out to 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 just celebrate celebrate the wins. Is is there anything you'd like to to share that you're really proud of today? Yes, there is. So a part of my business is we have a commercial kitchen, and this isn't a background that I. I have is is cooking professionally in a commercial kitchen and I knew locally there was an individual that I really had my eye on. She used to own a cafe. She's been known to make amazing cinnamon buns and breads and her daughter is a Red Seal chef. So again, I had to step outside of my comfort zone and contact her and say, I'm not sure what you're up to now, but I'd really love if you've come and we could create your great cinnamon buns and your homemade bread from scratch in our kitchen and I'd really like your daughter to come on board as my chef 
and they have they've agreed to do it and it's been a lot of discussion but i think ultimately it's going to be so successful in that area because again it's very much a partnership they're so excited to be involved and to be a part of this but i had to step outside my comfort zone to get them here and uh, they've just signed their agreements last night so that is one huge success I can't wait to come come eat some cinnamon <laughs> buns and and test out all the local goods. And I think that's going back to the start. What I love about this business and what I love about your do, what you're doing is it's it's a movement to to move towards saying, "Hey, Saskatchewan has what the world needs." Um, and it's right in our backyard, so let's enjoy it. And and you're elevating people. You're elevating the people you hire. You're elevating the people you work with. You're elevating your community. And and that's what's really exciting, I think, about the business environment in Saskatchewan is we're able to elevate our communities through through the work you're doing as an entrepreneur. So just a big thank you for that. And then finally, you're launching in March. This podcast is launching in March. Where can people find you? Absolutely. So we are located in Emerald Park, Saskatchewan, 380 Great Plains Road in the strip mall across from the local community rink. We'll be there. You'll be able to see our signage. We have an amazing drive through coffee shop. So please stop by, mention that you heard the podcast, and I'd love to have a chat. Excellent. Yeah. And I just encourage anybody, it's it's right off the number one highway as well. So really easy as you're coming in and out of Regina on that east side. Stop in at Farmer John's, grab a coffee, grab some local amazing Saskatchewan produce and, and see an incredible Métis entrepreneur at work. So thank you so much, Audra, for sharing your wisdom today. Thank you so much for having me. Victoria and Audra, this has been fantastic. Two takeaways for myself, and I'm hoping the listening audience skewed on this as well. Audra, I, I, I've, and I know that Victoria has worked with so many business owners over the years. Um, I'm listening to you, and I'm hearing that you really, truly have a, a rare talent to balance three things at one time, and that's you're very humble, you've been very bold, and you've also been very flexible, which I don't think most entrepreneurs have. Uh, that's something that they have to work on, but you presented that so well today, uh, and so I congratulate you, and I, I just hope for all your success. And the, the second takeaway is that now I'm really hungry because you mentioned cinnamon buns, and now I'm just like road trip, and but you're not ready until March. So <laughs> I'll have to be patient. But thank you so much for being on the show today. Of course, Victoria, thank you so much for bringing her on the show. This has been fantastic for myself, and I, I'm sure the audience got a lot out of it as well. And speaking of the audience, our last thank you always goes to you. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to the Make It Your Business podcast with Victoria Gagne. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Victoria comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it really easy to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thanks so much for listening today. For everyone at CCDF, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to Make It Your Business, the podcast that identifies market opportunities and provides Saskatchewan-based Métis entrepreneurs with innovative financing and business advice. Have questions about topics covered during the show? Visit www.clarencecampo.com Email us at info at clarencecampo.com or give us a call at 306-657-4870. Don't forget to click the follow button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the hosts and or guests and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Clarence Campo Development Fund. 
The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional financial advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor, accountant, or other qualified business service providers with any questions you may have regarding your individual situation.